Hello. Hey, it's Keith. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Just, yeah, I thought as my birthday present, I would, I don't know, call you, I guess. <laughs> and in fact, it was about this time on the 37 years ago that you were born at night, quarter to 10. Oh, is that right? I didn't never yeah. know what time. That's interesting. I'm just in front of the window that I'm always by at the uh, convention center and there's like a huge cruise ship going by. It's the first time. It's like a cruise ship going one way and a seaplane going the other way. I'm going to kind of miss this view. This is a, this is a good spot. So uh, you must be getting uh, only what, 10 more days until you leave. Are you leaving on the 30th or? Yep, right at the end of the month on the 30th. And then uh, so I got a place sorted out for maybe I already told you this last time, but like for the first week and then the next four days is with Matt and then I'll figure out something from there. I found like I was going to try to set stuff up even a little more in advance, but uh, like basically there are a couple of places that are real cheap through Airbnb, like $20 a night type of thing. but. You know, they're also just like, you know, uh, shared accommodation type, you know, like not not great places to stay. Whereas if I just wing it, like it's more like $30 a day, but there's just piles of stuff that's $30 a day. That's, you know, no big, no big deal. So I'm going to, so I'm just wait, wait till I get there and, you know, see the lay of the land and see if I even stay in Amsterdam or whatever. So you gave your notice. Yep. Yeah, man, the guy has been, I don't know, he's just must be having a hard time renting the place or something i'm at, actually i'm out of the house right now partially because of that because he's just like showed this room to like a dozen fucking people it's like dude just fucking rent it to somebody already <laughs> like i guess it's better to find someone good early on and save himself the trouble later on but it's just constantly and it's like man i guess like i mean it is a really shitty place and i guess i was just like hey i'll take it whatever because i just liked it because it was cheap but even then, it was still a lot of hoops. Like, I wouldn't even have got the place if I didn't happen to have that coffee shop job, like, the one time that I happened to have a job, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know, maybe that's a combination of, like, the place does really suck, and the guy was real stringent. I don't know, whatever. But but it's getting a little annoying. It's just, like, constantly, like, can I show the room now? Can I show the room now? It's like, how many fucking times do you need to show this room? Well, he seems to have lots of takers, at least. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a grumpy mood today anyway, man. Today, yeah, so, uh, boy, there really are, like, no payphones anymore. It's, uh, I was at uh, the other end of town, or, like, the other end of the SkyTrain in Surrey, but it's this place, Surrey Central, that's, like, or Central City, it's called. It's, like, this big, it's, like, a brand-new, super nice, it's, like, a mall combined with uh, a branch of uh, Simon Fraser University. So it's just the super nicest place. But it's kind of like how, uh, like when, I don't know, like I remember, uh, like buying a computer with no disk drive. Like I remember the first time that happened. I was like, what? What do you mean? Where's the disk drive? But then, you know, it's because no one uses disks anymore. And then that happened to CDs and it just keeps happening. It's like that with phones. It's like they built this great big complex. And I asked somebody at like the info desk where there was a phone. And I had to walk 10 minutes <laughs> to a different place <laughs> to, <laughs> to find a payphone. But then I tried to call, but uh, my little recorder wasn't working, and I thought it was because my batteries weren't charged, but then I bought some more batteries, and they, it still wasn't working. Now it is working, so I don't know if it's the batteries or if it's that this thing is finally about to die. But then I was like, well, whatever, I'll call anyway, even without the recorder, and my, my card, my, my calling card was expired. So anyway, yeah, now I'm back at the original 
phone place with everything working again. But uh, anyway. Um, did uh, you tell me that Chris Harding's going over too for a little visit or is it just Matt? Yeah, no, it's me, Matt, and Chris for, so they're only staying for like four days. But uh, yeah, and I think it's going to be, uh, I guess like there was a bit of, I haven't, I only talked to Chris real briefly over email. Just he was like, hey, you're coming, cool. I guess there was a, a bit of resistance because it is expensive, I think, especially for them like to fly over and just stay and the place we're staying at airbnb on that stretch is really it's pretty expensive so uh yeah but i don't know it'll be fine i'm glad chris is going and then i'm just the guy who's taking it way too far and just <laughs> showing up a week early and never leaving <laughs> just <laughs> yeah well it's if it good, doesn't though. work out you know what to do pack up and come home yeah especially i mean now now that i know how cheap flights are and stuff i mean yeah it's easy it's no big deal at all um, yeah, and it really did work out pretty well because, like, my initial thought, I might have said this all last time I was talking to you, but was, uh, like, I wasn't really going to leave Vancouver yet. I was going to wait at least till I finished editing this book that I'm writing about video games. But, uh, but now that it's all set, like, it seems like it's taking forever. <laughs> like, I'm like, geez, another 10 days? Like, when is this month going to end? And I guess, like, a month is a quarter of, or I mean, a, a twelfth of a year, like, it is a long time. It, it seemed quick at the time, but once everything was set, now I'm just dying. I'm like, fuck, man, come on. <laughs> like, when do I get out of here? I almost wish I had left even earlier. Just, you know, just anxious now to, to go. Well, it's unusual to go traveling around when you have no job or... Boy, I've been no watching them. Whatever, whatever. I've been watching this one guy on YouTube. It's uh, he's, he's unbelievable. He's this guy from Ottawa, this Chinese guy who can speak English, Chinese, French, and uh, and he's pretty good at like Spanish. And he's good. He's good at picking up stuff. And it's it's one of these amazing things about how like that this thing would be the greatest TV show in the world. But since it's on YouTube, he only gets like a thousand people to watch it or whatever. But this guy, he hitchhikes and he deliberately brings no money and he just sleeps outside. And, uh, or there's like that website, Couchsurfing, we were talking about. Sometimes he uses that. So the first series I watched was just him hitchhiking from Ottawa to Vancouver. And I thought that was amazing when I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, like he's just hitchhiking and then he'll just sleep in the woods and hitchhike again the next day and film his adventures and put them on YouTube. And that seemed amazing to me, but it just keeps escalating. Like he went to Europe, traveled all around for like three months, like all over the place. He got robbed once or twice, but he just keeps going. He just doesn't care. And since he doesn't have any money on him ever, it doesn't really, it's not that big a deal when he gets robbed, like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, which is really weird. Uh, so he traveled all over and, uh, and chronicled that. But then the most recent one I watched, he went to the Dominican Republic and Haiti and he hitchhiked across that for a week. And he got robbed the first night in the Dominican Republic, <laughs> but he just doesn't care. He just keeps going. God. It's so, it's, it's crazy. Like the people who worked in the, at the airline in the Dominican Republic dropped him off at a hotel, but he was like, yeah, I don't want to stay at a hotel though. Like find an ATM and do all that. I just want to sleep outside. But then while he was looking for a place to camp outside, that's when he got robbed. But then he's like, but he just didn't get any more money out of the machines. And he would just tell people when they were trying to, because I guess in that area, hitchhiking is not at all common. So people would stop, but they would want money, and he would have to tell them that he doesn't have any money. And Haiti was in, like, this was like last summer, just all this political unrest and displacement of people and all this crazy shit happening. But he could kind of get by because they uh, talk like Creole, which is just like French yeah. with scrambled up yeah, uh, grammar. Yeah. 
yeah, so, so it was enough that they could understand each other. And, uh, and I think it actually helped that he's this 20-year-old Chinese guy. Like, literally everybody, he said the whole week, he didn't see anyone who wasn't black except sometimes when the UN trucks would go by and he would just see somebody else on one of those trucks. But anyone he talked to, they were all just black dudes and women. So he really stood out. He's this weird, nerdy-looking you know, fucking Chinese guy. So I think that helped him in a way. Like he was just like, he stood out and he could kind of talk. He could talk to them well enough. So people would just help him out and buy him food and let him stay places. And he, he had like a really fun time in Haiti. But like, just to have the balls to do that, it's bananas. It's the craziest thing. Well, part of uh, him being robbed, though, he's lucky somebody doesn't kill him. Yeah, but that's what everybody was saying, too. It's like they're like, they would buy him bus tickets and their offer to and stuff just because they're like, you're going to get <laughs> raped or killed. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? But but it's kind of like the ultimate, like, I mean, sure, that could happen. And I guess if it happened, you know, nobody would be surprised or whatever. But But he just kept pushing it. Like, he's like, I did this in Canada and it was fine. I did this all across Europe and... Uh, you know it was mostly fine and uh, then like Haiti is almost the ultimate like it's still fine like you said the guy that robbed him was like the 17 year old kid that was like clearly really nervous and like shaky about it and like he didn't even feel that you know bad about it or whatever and it's just like it's it's amazing like compared to that it makes any of my little travels feel so safe and so easy because I've got money in the bank and I can do Airbnb stuff and I'm just I'm just going to be in major centers and like it's nothing whereas this guy is kind of doing the most dangerous thing ever and it's still fine like it's it's almost like this social experiment to prove that the world is not as scary as everybody thinks it is it's pretty amazing because yeah haiti like holy crap <laughs> like even just saying the words it's like are you nuts <laughs> like why why would you do that but that's why he did it just because he's like and he's not like a a brave braggadocious he's just he really is like your stereotypical little chinese student guy from ottawa like he's just so and he's just like hey whatever man like it's just what i like to do like he would take time off from school and then he kept taking more and more time off and he's like man i hate school like whereas hitchhiking around the world he's like exciting doing exciting stuff all the time and yeah i don't know it's really cool and it's just it's neat like i have no intention to follow in his footsteps but but man it takes a lot of the sort of pressure off of you of like Oh, I wonder what could happen. Because nothing's going to happen. Even if you have to sleep outside, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and I'm never going to hit that point, so. Well, good. I'd rather you not hit that point. Yeah, like, I'm not going to go do stunt shit just to try to pretend, especially, you know, just living off my parents' money. Like, it's one thing to be, what do they call it? It's like a trustafarian, you know? Like, you're acting like you're all like, oh, I'm cool, I'm a Rasta guy, and I'm all hippie, but really you're just getting money from your parents. <laughs> You know, so like it would just be that's all it would be if I ever tried to do this type of stuff. But that's one sort of thing that's so neat about this guy, too, is how he just doesn't have money. Like, he found that if he had money on him, then it's always this question of, like, now when do I spend the money? Do I save it for now? Do I use it later? Whereas if you just don't have money, then you just have to go talk to people and tell them what you're doing. And then most of them just think it's funny and weird and they'll buy you something to, to eat. Like, it's crazy. It's really cool. And the fact that he has the wherewithal, he has this little tiny camera, so he's always like filming from kind of from below, because he's just kind of got it in his palm, and he's mostly filming without people realizing that he's filming. Like the fact that he's also managed to like film this stuff while he's doing it. He has like a solar-powered charging pad, <laughs> you know, so when he's standing in the sun waiting to get picked up, 
because he's just charging his phone or is that i don't know it's it's really it's crazy it's like and again it's like not anything it's not well known it's just some weird youtube channel where i feel like in old tv this would be the most miraculous around the world in 80 days thing for the new era but yeah but nobody even knows what it is i just found it by accident well when i told neil that you were uh going to amsterdam he just said oh, that boy, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. whatever. Well, I mean, it kind of, I mean, it is like the reverse, I guess the reverse impulse. Like, I haven't thinking about that of just like, yeah, if I stay somewhere too long and the barnacles build up and like it just never goes well, you know? If I stay somewhere too long, it just always leads to problems. New York, that ended up being a big fight with Keith and Hemda and then Toronto as Joel's wife and uh, that chick and whatever <laughs> just all this shit where like maybe this is a good thing like i'm getting out of dodge before anything weird and awful has had a chance to happen and i can always come back you know like I, i'm like oh cool vancouver i'll see you bye i'll see you again whatever <laughs> you know no biggie i think it is better for me just to keep on moving it uh, seems to work better and yeah luckily yeah, I guess that's what's so weird too is like a, a, like it's very lucky that I have support from you guys and that I you know can stay places and whatever but it is kind of wacky to watch this guy on YouTube and just to, to be like you know like if if you guys were meaner parents or you were stricter or you were just like no you're cut off and stop being so ridiculous it's a crazy realization to see that it's like I could just do it anyway though <laughs> like, <laughs> like you really don't have to stay in any trapped in any little box if you don't want to you just go and just there you go so how does this guy support himself uh well this guy in particular because he he doesn't uh hitchhike like full time you know he'll go out for jaunts like the uh haiti thing was only a week uh i think when he was in europe it was like three months and uh you know to hitchhike across canada wasn't even that bad again maybe a week and a half so he uh he always just comes back to ottawa and works for a while or whatever sometimes goes to school like he's He's got one foot in both worlds type of thing. So he does always have the money if he needs does it. He, you know? When he's over there, let's say he needed, I don't know, well, I guess he doesn't need anything, but okay, he needs food. Uh, yeah. Does he, like, panhandle or what? Yeah, or he mostly just talks to people. And uh, because he is not at all homelessy looking, you know, he is, first off, I mean, being Chinese, for one thing, it really is unusual almost everywhere he goes. Like, even in Europe, there is, he didn't run into very many other people. There might be, like one Chinese shop in like a tiny little Chinatown area in some city in London or in England but he's really just he's the guy so uh yeah so so there's a novelty and people kind of want to talk to him but it's mostly that is that he uh yeah he just engages with people and it's it's really kind of neat too to watch him talk like one of the languages he doesn't really know like his French and English and Chinese is all really good but he's like talking Spanish and he's not really, you can tell, he's not really doing it right. <laughs> and he only half understands them and they only half understand him, but he just, because he has to basically, like he's put himself in that situation where he doesn't have any money and he has to talk to people and just, so he, he just does it. And you can even see him getting kind of better at these different languages. Although that was one thing too, watching him go around Europe every goddamn place he goes is a different weird language. It's like, it's too many languages. But yeah, he'll just get talking to people and he'll explain like, yeah, I'm from Canada, I'm hitchhiking, I don't have any money, I'm just filming stuff and putting it on YouTube and everybody likes that too because they know YouTube. So they're like, yeah, man, I'll buy you something to eat and just repeat, repeat, repeat. That's it. 
Although uh, one thing that's funny too though about watching his videos, especially the one where he was hitchhiking across Canada, is how unbelievably boring people are who pick you up because they just need someone to talk to. <laughs> Like, like, just you can see the patterns, you know, like he got, even just going across Canada, like I think he said he got picked up like almost a hundred times. And whenever he would film little snippets of himself talking to whoever, it's just like these blustery blowhards that just want to talk about their, you know, their opinions about Canada or about their specific province or about how Toronto sucks or the, <laughs> the government and like, and he's just like, gotta be like, yep, yeah, uh-huh. Like just so boring every time. But that's the price to get the ride is, you know, you got to let this guy talk your ear up. It's just funny, though, to see it like over and over and over. It's like none of these people realize how boring they are. But I guess that's, you know, like hitchhiking. It isn't like it was back in like the 70s or whatever. Like people, you know, everyone's afraid. So it's like, oh, what if I pick up this guy and he stabs me? So I guess the people that do still pick you up, it's because they got opinions and they want to say them to someone. So, yeah, they're going to get their 10 minutes fame on yeah. his little YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're desperate. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty funny. But yeah, and it's especially kind of mind-blowing about how he, you know, he, he takes places to stay when he can. When he can. Like when, uh, you know, someone offers like a couch or something, he takes it. But, but just how often he'll just find some weird abandoned building or some weird place and he'll just, he's got a little fucking knapsack thing and he just rolls it out and like he always films like when he first wakes up because it looks so different like at night you know he's like in some area that seems hidden and seems cool and secluded and he goes to sleep and then when he wakes up and he's all bleary-eyed and he just does a quick little panorama around himself and you realize that he's just like right next to a sidewalk or some street or something or like <laughs> or like like uh I don't know, some park where a dog is pooping or something, and he's like, oh, <laughs> like, I guess I'm just kind of right here in the middle of everything. So when you leave uh, Vancouver, now which do they fly? Do you fly over Asia to get to Europe, or do you fly over Canada? I don't know, because I guess it could go either way, right? I didn't actually check, because it's a one-way, non-stop. It's, uh, what's it called, Transat? So I guess Transat would suggest Atlantic, right? So probably over the Atlantic. But, uh... Mm. Yeah, it's the same airline that uh, Matt is taking from Toronto, but yeah, it's weird. It doesn't stop. Like, I almost wish it would <laughs> stop somewhere, give me a little break, but it's just like a straight nine and a half hour Cause flight. Because it's probably almost equal distance, whichever way you go. Yeah. Like, if you went if you went uh, west uh, and you traveled over Asia, it's probably about the same distance as if you went east and traveled over Canada and, and the Atlantic. Man, apparently uh, it never got finished, but um, Russia was trying to get money together to make, uh, to expand the uh, Trans-Siberian Railroad to have an underground section that would go, is it the Bering Strait, I think it's called? The one right by Alaska, because Alaska yeah. and, and Russia are so close. And if they had actually, but it was would have cost way too much and they just never did it. But if they had, wouldn't that be weird? Like you could just, you could go all the way from New York to London without flying or taking a boat just get to go the wrong way <laughs> like the long way around <laughs> that would have been insane but it's not really that necessary so nobody did it because i'm also yeah, i'm reading a book now too about a guy who did who did that he's like he's traveling the world without flying and i was like oh that seems kind of neat but just the uh getting across the atlantic on a boat 
it, uh, it's end pretty miserable. Like you're just on like a freighter, and they have little you know parts for people that are slightly you know slightly um, passenger friendly, but not really. And it takes like nine days, and yeah, it's like I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I like ground travel, but I think to get across the ocean, I think a plane is probably okay. Yeah, well, it's pretty quick. I mean, when you're on the ocean, it's not like you can stop off somewhere and say, well, I think I'll have a little visit here for a bit. No, you're on there for the for the duration, although your little Chinese guy would probably be stowing away in some little, he probably has yeah. some little cubby hole. <laughs> and he'd stow away in. Yeah, and then they'd find him, but they wouldn't hear, can't throw him off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, and he's done a whole thing, too. I still haven't watched his other, he's got one more series where he goes down into, uh, South America, and I haven't watched that one yet, but yeah, this guy, oh, he's so cool. <laughs> I love that guy. I guess for anyone listening to this, I should say, uh, it's called uh, Hitchhike the World, I think? The guy's name is Jack Fang, anyway, and if you just uh, search Hitchhike, Hitchhike the World, it'll show up, but yeah, that guy, he's cool. So I guess uh, also, I won't keep you too long today, but uh, I guess the other piece of unfortunate news, which is another reason why I shouldn't stay too long, is my feet are still not not quite healed. Still a little painful. And, so uh, have you been, uh, you were going to go back and get them checked out before you leave, aren't you? Yeah, so that's where I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm not quite sure what to do with the feet, because uh, they were, you know, kind of hurting for the two you know, the, the the week or so anyway after I talked to you. But then the last two or three days right before I went to have the checkup, they were really feeling way better. And just to really put my feet through through their paces, like I walked all the way to the foot place, which was like a two-hour walk. And uh, and I told her, like, yeah, I've got, like, these little pains here and here or whatever. But but really, I was like, yeah, but really, I am feeling better. I mean, I walked all the way here. Everything seems fine. But... Uh, I guess the two things that, well, and she, she did kind of, she kind of, uh, I don't know, she made it kind of clear that she, there's really not much else she could do, <laughs> you know? She's like, oh, good, I'm glad everything's working out, but because, like, besides going for the full custom whatever super fit $500 things, like, she kind of gave me what she can give me, and that's it. And, uh, and I was like, well, that should be fine, though, because it seems like everything's okay. But then I think maybe because I took that big two-hour walk, like, my feet really started hurting again. And uh, I don't know. So basically, what's going on now is is I'm just trying to stay off them, basically. And uh, and I don't know. I'm just like just experimenting a little, just trying different stuff. Because she did mention like maybe different cushioning or whatever. I don't know. And I'm just like trying different types of insoles and things, and just just seeing what happens. But but I think mainly maybe I just really need to stay off them long yeah, enough. Yeah, like did for them she know you'd long. walk two hours to her to her? Yeah, I mentioned it. Yeah. And she didn't say, are you nuts? Take oh, it easy on your feet? Yeah, she did say that. It seems like a pretty long walk, but uh, but I don't know. And it's all relative anyway. Like, I mean, that's one thing that it's kind of it's kind of a bummer, but it's inevitable maybe, is like I really have just been walking like way too much <laughs> the last, I mean, you know, five or six years, like ever since New York at least. Yeah, even when I, no, my whole, my whole adult life, really, like, just, it's not that weird for me to walk for hours and hours in a day, and it's just, maybe I just can't do that anymore, and it's like, you know, it's like weird at first, it's like, ah, that kind of sucks, because I'm, it's just what I do, it's like walking zen, you know, it's like, I'll just walk and listen to an audiobook or something, and it's just like, you know, it's just nice, it just feels nice to go walking, 
so maybe I won't be able to do that anymore, but it's like, I guess it doesn't really matter because I'm never walking to anywhere, you know? Like, I have this, like, intricate knowledge of all these dumb little side streets and random neighborhoods and just dumb random places, but for no reason. I'm not, there's no reason to be there. I'm just walking for the sake of walking, and I think if I can just, I just gotta maybe just get used to the idea that I should just be walking when I'm actually trying to get somewhere and, you know, not just walk compulsively yeah, all the time. Yeah, or maybe take take more breaks between your walks. Yeah, I've been doing that lately too. And, and yeah, and it's... A little rest. Yeah, it's a weird thing because it's like at first I feel kind of antsy. I'm like just sort of sitting on a bench somewhere and I'm like like just sort of sitting and I like want to get going again but then I have to keep reminding myself like I'm not actually going anywhere <laughs> like what's the hurry like what is this all about and I even think actually I think I might go because I those little insoles that I showed you when I was back home that are just like the little heel ones so far from what I've been experimenting with it seems like that's because those made my feet feel way better it just made my hips hurt and what I've been experimenting with so far seems to be the same thing. Like, my feet are better off in general with these new insoles and better shoes. But it still seems like if my heels are elevated a little, it really helps my feet. Like, that seems to be the only thing that really helps. So maybe I was on the right path with that. But one thing that the lady mentioned is, like, the, the hip pain I was describing. She said that's not unusual when... You know, just when you change your footwear or you change, you know, how your your feet are balanced, you just have to ease into it more, which I really didn't do. Like, I just put those things in and then I just went right back to walking for four hours a day. So I think maybe if I do that again and I'm just slower with it and more careful and, you know, and just don't, don't push it so hard. Because it's weird. It's like whatever pain is the current pain seems like the worst. Like... Like, the hip pain was getting so bad that I just threw those insult inserts away. I was like, never, I'm never using these again because this hurts too much. But now my feet have been hurting for so goddamn long. I'm like, fuck, these, this feet pain is the worst. Like, I wish I could just go back to the other pain, you know? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter which one it is. It's just pain is pain, whatever it is. But maybe there's a happy middle, like, because those... Yeah, and may- maybe, why don't you maybe try, uh... Okay, like one set of insoles one day and then switch to another one the next day like alternate yeah I think that would be the best way because that's what she said I think think even her description was a little too fast for me but she's like yeah wear them an hour one day and two hours the next day like I think I'll actually need to ease in even slower than that but also just to go slower in general like that's kind of in some ways the one good thing about like my feet hurting is is it is like because until my feet hurt like I just never thought about it I just compulsively walked everywhere way way too much (laughs) you know like obviously way too far for no real reason so like getting that little twinge of like oh that's gonna start to hurt so I'll just sit down for 10 minutes like it's not the worst way to live it's fine (laughs) you know I just gotta get used to it but anyway so no miracle cure on the feet unfortunately but because even that I was thinking like like, like, I guess my, what I was intending when I was envisioning going to, like, say, Amsterdam was, yeah, just to walk all over the place and just walk all these places and walk, 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 walk. But, but there's really not much to see anywhere that I've been. Like, I'm thinking of my neighborhood in Flushing, Queens, the most boring, worthless place. There's nothing about Flushing, Queens that is at all. I think one of the Ramones was born there. Nobody cares about Flushing. But I know every stupid street, (laughs) you know, I know everything because I just walked there all the time. 
Like, why? What the hell am I doing? What is the point of this? So, like, even if I'm in Amsterdam and I am a little more contained to just, like, the city center, so what? What am I missing? Some random alleyway? <laughs> like, who cares? But it's just a little tough to convince myself to not just walk everywhere like a, like a lunatic. Or just to get a rail pass, like I was even looking into that, and you know, it's like here's a, you know, a week pass for all the rail stuff in Amsterdam, and just get one of those, like whatever. I don't know. Yeah, to walk and then it. walk a bit, and then get on a train. Yeah. And then walk a bit, and get on a train. Yeah, so it's like a little, it's a, you know, in a sense, in a way, I'm like a little, I was a little down about it. I'm like, oh man, I wish my feet would just be magically fixed. But, uh, but really, I mean, I think it does seem like things are. I think things will be okay. I just wish they were okay a little quicker, but... And yeah, maybe it won't. Oh, the other thing the guy mentioned is, um... Uh, who mentioned this to me? Not the girl. Someone else mentioned this to me. Oh, the doctor. I had to go get a prescription at a walk-in clinic, just in case I did get the, um, custom insoles. As he was mentioning bicycling, he's like, yeah, if you got problems with your feet, you can still bicycle, and that's no problem. And then it's like, okay, yeah, that'd be cool, except bicycling is kind of, uh, less convenient to have a bike but then watching this jack fang guy he has a little portable bike that he used in uh at one stage in europe he was just getting tired of i think it was morocco i don't know he was in some country where people just would not pick him up so he bought a little um little bike that just uh, folds up and you can just carry it and i'm like oh dude that's pretty cool <laughs> like maybe i could bicycle around and still, it could still be portable enough that if I want to hop on a train and go to Paris, I can just, I can bring the bike type of thing. Like it folds down to basically be the size of the tires. And it's just like, wow, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, like, I guess that's the thing is like, instead of just like, oh, what was me? My feet aren't as good as they used to be. Like there's plenty of other things. I can learn the joy of sitting <laughs> or I could bicycle. Like there's always, and maybe it's just opening other avenues in a painful way. Well, considering your age now, your feet are probably never going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, particularly, I guess, because they are such ludicrously flat, floppy feet. I mean, I guess I'm surprising I got this much use out of them all this time with no real problems. So, yeah, kind of inevitable, maybe. But anyway, so, yeah, that's about it, though. Just still waiting to travel, and feet are still not quite 100%. Man, though, yeah, it's like uh, the exact opposite of of any kind of a scary you know, journey where the first place I'm staying in uh, in Amsterdam, like I was looking at maps and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I know how to get there, blah, blah, blah. But the lady I'm renting from actually sent me a little video that she made <laughs> that it's like, because I guess it's because they're away on vacation, so they're not actually going to be there to hand me the keys. So they just want to make absolutely sure that I have no problems. So it's it's like a little video of like, from the airport, go to Central Station, go to Bulmer Arena, and then walk here for 10 minutes, and here's the, like, here's what the building looks like, here's the door, here's everything, and just like a little video with voiceover that they made. So I was like, wow, this could not... Well, they're not, not going to be, be there. How do you get the keys? Uh, so they've got, like, one of their, you know, friends will be there waiting for me type of thing. And what did you do? You paid in advance? Like No, the way Airbnb works is... Uh, you uh, so now that I've got that prepaid credit card that I've got that loaded in and I've got I think I got a thousand dollars put on it maybe two thousand I don't remember but uh, yeah so it's it's all handled through that Airbnb website like my payment goes to them and then 
they pay out the person. So they're the middle, you know, person. They they handle all the transactions, and uh, and it doesn't happen until a day after I arrive. So I get there, I get the key, everything's cool, and then 24 hours later, the transaction goes through. So if there's any problem and something doesn't work out, you just go on the website and cancel it, and nothing, you know, no money changes hands. And, uh, and then it's mostly, you know, peer reviews, like the fact that all my reviews are good from when I first came to Vancouver and this lady, all her reviews are good. So like, there's no, you know, if, if Jack Fang can sleep on the streets in Haiti and <laughs> only get robbed once, like, you know, these people that run through these websites, like they're fine. Everything's, everything will be fine. It's like not worth it to them to get a bad review, <laughs> you know, cause then people wouldn't stay with them. So yeah, that's how that works. It is pretty neat, pretty neat little system. One thing I should maybe go double check is uh, I went to the Scotiabank just to tell them like, hey, I'm gonna be away, you know, just because I've heard that uh, that if your 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 debit card is suddenly used in you know overseas or something, like sometimes they shut it down just to make because it seems like it could be fraudulent. But uh, <laughs> this is maybe a little taste of things to come. But the lady at this particular Scotiabank, she's Chinese and her English is really bad. And I'm really not sure that anything I was explaining was well. I don't know. I don't know how well that that went. Because <laughs> she thought I was trying to close my account. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's just, so I don't know. Maybe I'll go back to Scotiabank one more time and just be like, hey, can you guys make sure that I'm not, you know, that there's the little flag is put on my account to say it's okay? should be all right. You should be able to travel anywhere in the world, and surely to God they won't cancel your account. Yeah. No, I think it's uh, it's just like, I'd be probably for me and my little piddly account, no one would ever care, but it apparently happens uh, with credit cards too, I guess, is like they just freeze it until you call them. If, if something weird happens, like if it's if there's never been a charge from, from Amsterdam and suddenly there is, I don't know. I don't know what sets it off or whatever, but as like to protect against potential fraud, they'll freeze it until you call or something. But yeah, I got like a little power adapter to work in all the European countries of all the different weird plugs. So I guess all I got to do now is uh, I figure I'll go to like a cash conversion place while I'm here and get some euros just so I'll have some when I land without having to sort that out on that end. And that's really it. That's it. I just gotta, that's it. I'll be ready to go. Well, I'll wait to hear from you when you get over there. Yeah, over there I'll have to figure out. I don't know if this calling card will even work, or I'll get another one and see what their uh, their payphone situation is like over there. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll see. Yeah, I have a feeling that just like whenever a payphone gets destroyed or something or vandalized, like they probably just don't get replaced anymore. <laughs> That's probably you know they're just slowly disappearing. I mean, it's really it's almost ludicrous. Like I mean, I wonder how many payphones there even are in the Greater Vancouver area. Like it wouldn't surprise me if it's. It's definitely less than 100. I mean, it's probably less than 50. Like, there's just no, that you can't find any of them anywhere. It's ridiculous. Well, everybody's got their cell phones now. Yeah. That's the one thing, I guess, with even though this dude Jack is like, you know, really living on the edge and whatever, that is the one big difference is because he has a, uh, a like fancy pants Apple phone or whatever with a data plan that he can use anywhere. So he can always use the internet from any spot, even if he's just in the middle of nowhere, basically. And uh, there's a site called the Hitch Wiki, where people just write down information about hitchhiking that they've learned from different areas. So like, even if he's in, 
you know, if he's in like Calgary, he would check it and they would say like, where's the best spot, like the best on-ramp or whatever, or like the best area. Cause like, I guess it's, you know, if you're standing in the wrong place trying to hitchhike, either like maybe none of the cars are going the right way that you want to go or they're not long haul drivers. They're just people going to their houses in the suburbs and none of them will want to pick you up. And, uh, or even if you're just standing in a spot where there's no easy way for the car to stop, <laughs> you know, like it's really like in depth. So that is the one thing he's got that I wouldn't have because I don't have a smartphone like that is like he could just go check this website and like get all this information in that sense. That is kind of neat though. He just knows where to go and where to stand. And I went and checked the Haiti page just out of curiosity, and he does have an entry on there because there's so little information about hitchhiking in, in Haiti. <laughs> so he's got his little thing he added about his experiences. Is, he, is this guy in Haiti now, or is he? No, right now, I think he's in Ottawa right now, but he's got a plan that goes like, this is going to be his big time one that will go through like into 2017 and beyond of like, uh, I know he wants to go up through Siberia and Russia and stuff. But he had, like, he sketched it out, like, either this way or if this is too impossible, maybe this way. But I don't know. I don't think he's been to Africa either. He almost did, but then he got robbed in Morocco and he never kept going. <laughs> he's like, I fuck this. And he just looped back up to Paris. And uh, so he's never been to Africa. He's never been to Russia. And, geez, that's, like, about it. <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing how fast, like, how small of a world it is and how fast you can just do all this stuff. It is weirdly pointless in a way too, watching him where like, I guess, I guess all travel in some ways is kind of pointless. Like even when I go places, like it's really, I'm just going to be writing a book in different places, you know, but like he just like his, his little tour of Europe was so weird. Cause he's like started in, uh, I don't know where he started, Finland or something. And yeah, he just went down and went back up and went around a little more and then he went home. <laughs> it's like, like, it's just, just the, the. I guess the like excitement of proving once again that you can do it. You can just get to wherever and you can deal with these people that you can barely talk to and just like that just like weird human experience is just what he likes. So he doesn't he almost doesn't care where he's going, he just goes. Well, I guess some people might as well do that as sit around in one place and stagnate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's neat, it's weird. But anyway, as usual, with my old feet and stuff, I guess I better get going. Trying to rest okay. these bad boys. Well, uh, give me a buzz before you leave. I'll try. Yeah, again, I mean, who knows with this, the phone situation in this world. <laughs> I'll do my if best. If not, if not, well, I'll be in touch with you by email anyway. Yeah, I mean, I should be able to call you from this same phone again, but who knows, maybe at the airport there must be phones from there. So, uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try to call you. And then I'll, yeah, once I sort things out on the other end, it's even that, like, the little map or the little video that the lady made at the place I'm staying for the first week, it's like, yep, here's a, here's the apartment, there's a stadium over there, there's a grocery store, there's the bus, there's the subway, like, it's all the same shit, <laughs> you know? Like, I think that'll be fine, because, again, like, my whole thing really is, like, I want to just go do a bunch of writing. It's like I'm traveling but it's weird because like i'm traveling through the outer world but really the point of it is to travel to the inner world you know yeah. <laughs> just like well it's a, it's a whole new stuff, different experience though that'll all come out in your writing yeah like to me it's just more fun it's like even if i am just gonna go sit at a dumb coffee shop somewhere just the fact that it's somewhere weird and different is exciting yeah cool. new location yeah yeah it's neat 
And probably at the end of it, you'll just look back and say, gee, it wasn't all that different from the old location, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's even like, I don't know, it's interesting too, like seeing like Haiti, like Haiti sucks. Like when you, like whatever you imagine Haiti being is what it is. Like it's, it's garbage, it's terrible. <laughs> it's like everything is run down and fucked up and awful. But, but even then once like this guy got a little bit integrated and people kind of knew him a little bit and recognized him, it's like, all right, just sitting around, let's go, let's go to this place and listen to music and drink beer and then let's go to my house and just eat some food and here's the little store and here's whatever. It's like, you know, it's just like, hey, yeah, same old stuff. Okay, well, I'll let you go and rest your feet then. And as I said again, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yes, I'll try to give you a call. And if, if not from here, I'll call you as you know as soon as possible once I get over there. I guess i got to figure out what the time differences are and stuff. I don't even know. But within the first day or two of uh, getting in Amsterdam, I'm sure I'll sort myself out and give you a call. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye-bye.